Hello, I'm super excited to keep the conversation going around designing group programs. As you all probably know, I have really been able to scale and grow my business with my own group program, which is called Uncage Your Business. And I love sharing my tips for how I did that and how you can do that too with your business. And one of the biggest things that drives me nuts in this whole online coaching world is that there's this relentless focus on launching and selling, which of course are very important, um, but there's almost no attention to actually making sure that you're creating a good program. I've joined other programs that teach you how to create a course, how to create a signature offer, and they're always really, really rudimentary when it comes to what should actually be in the program, and they're just focused on how to launch. And so I can tell you that having a good curriculum that your students actually finish and um, get some results is gonna be the best thing to help you sell more of your program. When your students get results, it means you get testimonials, you get happy students, you get referrals, all of that good stuff. And so having a really, really good system in place for how you actually move your students through that, that content or that material is gonna be the thing that's gonna determine whether your students actually finish the course. And we all know in the online business industry, how many of us, I'm raising my hand here, you can't see it, have bought courses that we didn't finish. Whether it was a group program that was run live or an online self-study program, if you don't have a curriculum that's actually going to help move your students through and actually help them achieve that transformation, then they're not gonna finish, and which means they're not gonna send you a testimonial, they're not gonna be a great case study, and they're probably not gonna refer people to your program. So. Curriculum design is one of the most important things when it comes to growing your program, and it can be really, really simple. So this um, episode today is going to be all about that. If you're wondering more about why I love group programs so much, or even what one is, or basic things about them, you can check out the previous posts. One is about the best business models to scale with, and I talk a little bit about all the different kinds of business models in there, memberships, online courses, group programs, VIP days, and the pros and cons. And then um, I also talk about the biggest mistakes that people make when they're launching their first group, so make sure to go check out those other episodes. I strongly believe that if you wanna scale your business, the easiest entry into scalability and moving from one-on-one to one-to-many is running groups, and those, those other posts will explain that. Okay, so on with the curriculum design tips. The first one, don't just lecture your students, okay? We want to help them take action. They don't need a whole bunch of information. When you're launching a group, your goal is really to take people from conscious incompetence. So this means that they are aware, they're conscious, that they are incompetent, that they have a problem with something. And we wanna move them to conscious competence. So they're aware, they're conscious, that they're starting to gain some skills in an area, they're actively working towards a solution, okay? Um, so our goal is just, just to move people slightly along the scale. Our goal is not to make people the experts that we are at the thing that we do. And I feel like when I see some of my students moving into group programs, they try to shove them with all of the information, trying to almost turn their students into experts like they are, and that's not actually what the goal should be, okay? So we just wanna move people a couple steps ahead so that they can keep that forward momentum going. And that applies for whatever niche you're in. So if you want people singing your praises from your group program, um, it's, understand, it's important to understand how people actually learn just receiving information so this would mean like listening to a podcast like this listening to a lecture reading something we usually retain about 20 percent of the information by participating so this can mean having a discussion about it doing some exercises or some homework or even like writing things down like i'm a i'm a writer and so um 
it, meaning that like I remember studying for my university exams, I'd literally just rewrite the textbook because as soon as I wrote it, my brain was able to integrate it. So with actually participating in some way versus just listening or reading the information, we retain anywhere from like 20 to 75%. So that's a pretty big gap, but we do retain a lot more when we're actually participating. So that's why things like homework and worksheets are really important. And then the thing that has us actually make the most transformation and retain the most is actually doing something. So doing an action step, um, practicing what we learned, implementing it, that is going to give you a retention rate of around 75%. Okay. That's obviously a big range, but it shows that in your program, the power is really in the action rather than just sharing information. Okay. Your blog, your podcast, those are great for just sharing information. But the reason people actually sign up for programs is to get that action and that implementation. So that's what we're really offering. And that's the value of doing something as a group versus just even doing like an online course or a self-study course. So you really need to be careful not to pack your program with everything you know or with too much theory. Um, remember, your goal isn't to teach them to be an expert or to learn everything that you know. It's to help them have a transformation through taking some kind of small actions. Okay. So always include action and not so much information. Okay. The next curriculum design tip I have for you is to focus on moving your students from A to B. So here's the thing. When you're working with one-on-one -on -one clients, it's not always a linear process, right? They usually come in with a problem and you get to working with them and you know that they want this result at the end, but you often bounce around. You're kind of maybe pulling from your different tools and your toolkit. You're working with them where they're at. Sometimes, you know, you're on track for something and then they show up to your next session and something else has happened and you get derailed and then you go back in the next session. So you have a lot more wiggle room to really kind of customize your work one-on-one. -on -one. When you're working in a group, you cannot do that. Your process needs to be more linear because you can't just show up and go, okay, what do we want to work on today? Right. And everyone's going to come in with a totally different thing. So you need to actually have more structure in a group than you do with one-on-one. -on -one. So here's, how I want you to think about moving people from A to B. So point A is going to be the problem that they come in with, right? And this is the problem that your group solves. So this isn't just like whatever your students come with, we're going to work on, right? We have a focus niche, hopefully. Um, if you're running group programs, you should definitely have a focus niche. If you don't yet, go check out my Uncage Your Business program. I can help you get that pretty quickly. So you want to have a clear problem that the group program is solving. And point B is going to be the result. So you want to have a clear core promise or results that your group program is going to be leading people towards, right? You're sign they're signing up for something because they want a result. So we just need to own that and tell them what it is that they're going to leave with. And then for your curriculum, you want to think about all the things that people would need to do to get from A to B, right? And that is what you then turn into your framework and into your homework and your action steps. So I know that it's really, really tempting to want to over deliver and include every single thing that you know, but remember what we talked about before, we want people to be taking small action steps, not packing your, not packing your course full of information. Um, so I want to give you an example of this. Let's say that you're a life coach and you have a program around boundaries. So helping people learn how to stand up for themselves, set boundaries, stop people pleasing, right? Clear pain point that people have clear result that they want at the end, probably to be able to say no to things, um, to not take on so much, to actually be able to stand up for themselves and like own their time more. So an action step for this might be um, having your people actually go out and say no to three things that week and then journal about how they felt about it. And then when they come back to the next 
group program call, you guys could actually have a discussion about that, how it felt, say no, what came up for them, any repercussions, anything they would change about it next time, right? So the transformation is already happening with this homework that you give them and the, the discussion that you're having on the call. So point A to point B, we wanna break everything down that we'd want to do with them between point A and point B, and then that turns into our actual weekly curriculum. And re again, remember, we're focused on small, small actions. Um, okay, the third curriculum design tip that I have for you is to not pre-record anything. I know this is a hard one because I know you want to look professional um, and you might actually think that you have to record your whole program before you run it, but trust me, you, you don't have to and you also shouldn't and here's why. Great curriculum, great structure to your program is going to come from running your program and then paying attention to what worked, what didn't work, um, hearing people's feedback, getting, you know, getting, their, getting their feedback along the way and at the end of like how things went seeing what's working as you're running it and then tweaking and then making changes along the way. If you spend a whole bunch of time and money recording everything, it's just not going to work because you could go and record four videos, let's say. And then during week one, you might realize like, oh my gosh, I thought we could get through all of this. And we only got like a quarter of the way through. Right. And then your the rest of your videos are screwed because you have to go and like rejig everything. Right. So it's a total waste of time to record everything ahead of time. I advocate for teaching your material live and I give you, um, I, have, I have a whole program, it's called your first group program. I give you a whole bunch of different structure options for how to do that, but I recommend teaching your program live so that you can tweak it as you go and sort of in the moment adjust things. And after you've run it a few times, you'll start to see the structure that works and you'll have already been able to include different exercises, maybe change the homework, add extra resources for people to help ensure that your students get all the way through and that they get results. If you pre-record it, you, there's gonna be things that you have to change and you're just gonna inevitably have to record again and then probably again. And so I advocate for teaching the actual content live several times before doing any type of pre-recording. So this is good news, right? Because it means that you can get your program out there faster. You don't need a whole bunch of technology. You don't need anything complicated. I actually teach our students how to sell their program as a beta launch, very, very low pressure to their current network with a Google Doc and like a Zoom link and a payment form, a payment, um, payment processor if you want to pay for it. Some people choose to do their group for free beta testing. Um, that's a choice that's totally up to you. But all of this to say it can be so much easier to get your group running when you take the pressure off of having to do this big launch. And that's what I see in the industry that really drives me nuts and which is why I'm sharing this content now is that it's not all about the launch. You don't have to go and make a three-part video series and create a webinar and run a bunch of Facebook ads just to practice running your group program, okay? You can do it in a much, much low pressure way. Um, if you wanna learn more about how to do this and you feel like you're ready to start moving away from one-on-one -on -one and starting to, starting to create the framework for your signature program and start to run groups, we go way deeper into all of this. Curriculum design, pricing, beta launching, um, even list building so that you can grow your group in my program, your first group program. So make sure to go check that out and um, hope this was helpful.